Hi, I'm Dave, and you're listening to Going Long. This is episode four, and it's about my fourth Dunwich Dynamo double century. The Dunwich Dynamo, aka the Dun Run, is a unique, magical, and completely free mass night ride. You leave London around 9pm, and with a gentle tailwind, end in Dunwich at the seaside for the sunrise. I have been told it was started by a few people from the London fixie scene as a fun midsummer ride to meet the sun. Before Covid, it drew thousands of riders of all shapes and sizes and disciplines. Thankfully, it still retains its independent non-commercial feel. You won't find banners shouting names such as Garmin, Wahoo, Wiggle, Strava or the like, and you won't be given a welcome pack timing chip or lanyard with a number. However, you will find locals out in their gardens with deck chairs, fairy lights and candles cheering riders on as they pass through their village. You will also find some offering rest and respite or coffee and cake to help you on your way. There will be plenty of pubs en route that throw up gazebos with barbecues to cater for the inevitable crowds that gather for burgers, chips and beer. All the while the twinkle of head and tail lights thread their way into the distance, marking the trail in the moonlight. You can find other similar night rides like Moonrakers and Sunseekers. However, there really is nothing else quite like the Dunwich Dynamo that I know of. Most people will ride to Dunwich, then take some time to rest and recover, enjoy the beach and have breakfast in the one and only pub before taking some pre-arranged transport home. A very, very few deranged people, myself included, retrace the route back to London to make it a double century and then some. My buddy the Silver Fox informed me family stuff was happening, so he was out. Andy, on the other hand, had mentioned on the interwebs that he was doing it with his friend Cyrus, whom I'd never met. Life's too short, I thought, and reached out to Andy that morning. Game on. My priority was to plot the essential route home, which didn't go that smoothly, to be honest. I'd shunned computers years ago, so my laptop from 2009 was tediously slow. This meant that the mapping took a while. When I eventually finished, I ran a quick checklist. New batteries in the heart rate monitor and power meter, air in the tyres, lube on the chain, all the basics. Finally, at the last minute or rather latish, truthfully, I left to meet Andy and Cyrus as planned at London Fields Lido that evening. After a quick hello, a hasty beer from the pub on the park at the start point and a few selfies, we were away. My ancient Garmin, given to me by a dear friend, immediately said F you, as it does, to my plans and sent me nowhere. I really have to sort my tech shit out as I'm starting to detect a theme here. Thankfully, Cyrus, who had a far superior and much newer Wahoo Rome, eventually put us back on course. Somehow, whilst we were lost, we picked up a hapless follower named Mark, who was hoping we knew where to go. Oops. The exit through Epping seemed much quieter than previous years to me. Still, we found a fair few out riding their bikes. Cyrus set a strong pace and we rolled out to our first proper pub stop with Mark still in tow. He admitted to only riding his bike to commute to work, but he was still with us. 
He was even brave enough to lead us a couple of times. Very impressive. We rode effortlessly smoothly through the increasingly narrow lanes after Epping, following the string of lights that's so unique to the Dunwich Dynamo. We glided by many riders with our measured yet nippy pace, and the rest of the ride followed a similar pattern. We had loads of fun, flitting playfully between other riders. Cyrus drove on and Mark beasted it by holding our wheel. My ride buddies were being so kind, sharing food and encouraging me to drop back because they knew I was doing the double. The forecast was for the hottest temperatures in the UK since records began, so I wasn't packing any warm clothing. Aside from it being bitterly cold in places, go figure, the turn-by-turn directions failing catastrophically, the constant beeping and an hour of missing data all went pretty well. Following several beer and food stops, loads of laughs and a slight slowing of pace as fatigue took its toll, we made it to the coast at Dunwich where, after loitering in the pub there for a while, I said my goodbyes and turned around quickly to try and beat the worst of the heat. I felt good. On the way out, I kept it mainly to zone two, easy-ish, whilst the run into the coast was zone one, not much. A perfectly paced outward leg. The first few miles of my return without any directions were easy enough. There was basically only one road to follow. Before long, though, I needed to stop and reboot the screwed computer a couple of times. Thankfully, this semi-sorted my mapping. I was completely fucked without it. With that, and having a trail of riders still on the outbound stretch to follow in reverse, I rode on. I hardly noticed the wheels coming off. The slow rise of the heat, the accumulation of fatigue, the sleep deprivation, the absence of early Sunday food stops in remote England. These all played a part in me feeling progressively mashed. It wasn't far from Sudbury, some 80 kilometres later, where I found the first open convenience store. I needed food and drink badly. The sight of me probably freaked out the shopkeeper, but I escaped the store armed with salt and vinegar Pringles, a large bag of chilli heatwave Doritos, jammy dodgers and a bottle of Lucasade Original, then sat in the shade of a tree on the green opposite. The Pringles went in first, Doritos second, the remaining Lucasade ended up neck down in the empty seat stay bottle cage. Top tip number one and the jammy dodgers, being packed in the perfect shape, were earmarked for the jersey pocket. Top tip number two. You're right, I'd taken on a bulk of food fast, which made me feel dozy. It was hitting a sweltering 30 degrees C, so I couldn't help micronapping. Feeling marginally stronger, but slightly queasy, I rode on through Sudbury, which offered a far better choice of food and drink, as well as seating, table service and toilets. Hey-ho, we live by our choices. My pace had slowed, and the temperature was now hitting 36 degrees C. I stopped to fill up my water bottle at the Red Lion as you come into Finchley. By now, it had been hours since the mass of riders had come through in the dark, all lights twinkling, shoes clacking, people chatting. Me walking into a bar in the blazing sunshine with only one customer looking to get out the door was a complete antithesis. It's odd how quickly things change in such a short space of time. 
The barmaid who greeted me was more than happy to fill my water bottle. She even asked if I would like a separate glass with ice to help cool me down. As I was drinking it, the landlady behind her asked me where I was headed. When I told her I was heading back to London after the Dunwich Dynamo, her face lit up. We spent several minutes discussing how much fun it was from both sides and how she loved hanging out and cheering people on. I told her that it was her kind of support and enthusiasm that made the ride so special and it was hugely appreciated. It was a good interaction and put a smile on my face, which at that particular moment probably looked fairly punched about. Things had gone from bad to worse. I couldn't drink or eat for fear of throwing up. I suspected heat exhaustion and now I was getting a bad pain in both of my big toes that I'd never had before. At this point, I felt in real trouble. I'd lost perspective and most of my strength. I made several stops and time started to ebb away. I walked barefoot a little for some toe relief. Toe relief? What the fuck is toe relief? (laughs) Anyhow, whenever I felt able and safe, I chipped away at making progress. The breaking point, mentally, was noticing the power meter was dead. That new battery earlier hadn't worked out. And it's the little things like that, at times like this, that can end you. Changing it at North Weald was a huge effort and took ages... Simple things like this, which take a little dexterity, can feel as challenging as climbing the highest mountain when you're this wasted. Down that main drag through Epping Forest, it was a case of keeping my best steady line and staying functional. I had hoped Tesco's in Epping Town was open so I could exploit its air conditioning, but inevitably it was closed, so I stopped off at the next garage instead. There's only so long you can stand and stare at the cold drinks fridge before the police are called. The heat was insane, so I bought a bottle of ice-cold water, went outside and poured it all over myself in an effort to bring down my core temperature. Interestingly, this marked a turning point. I regained a little focus and my riding had just a bit more purpose. By the time I hit London Fields again, I was almost cognitive. After that, it wasn't long before I got home, was told my children had tested COVID positive earlier and found myself in a cold bath. Thanks for listening. I hope that was of some interest to you. If you enjoyed what you heard, feel free to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next episode. If you fancy supporting the podcast, you can even buy me a coffee. Well, thanks again. I look forward to hearing from you in the near future.